Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay. Today this is an early morning Short Funk recording. I had swayed against doing recordings at this time of the day, but just got a bunch of Short Funks I've got to record, so if I'm a little bit less lucid than normal, it's just because it's being recorded first thing in the morning. I recorded a Short Funk associated with the presidential candidates, the current US presidential candidates, and it covered three topics in a kind of loose format. But a number of the facts, or at least a number of the things that supported the stuff that I was talking about, dates were wrong, information was slightly wrong. It was just taken off the top of my head. So this is a rare set of short funk recordings that I've actually done some background research on. And while I'm not typically heavily burdened with regards to facts, because you find facts constantly change, there are always like at least seven different facts associated with a variety of things. Three of them are usually contradictory. I just wanted to provide this narrative as a strong contrast to the narratives that we are given by the media, which I find increasingly are curious to downright incoherent. The first topic, which kind of leads into this broad set of discussions, is associated with the current US presidential candidates. These are the candidates from the two main parties. I haven't surveyed the other party candidates, but I think it illustrates very strongly why I think voting, when there is no meaningful choice, is really fundamentally stupid and dangerous. Canada recently had an election, and a variety of my friends in Canada posted a variety of political-related things. Even a model train manufacturer in Canada posted an image indicating that if the folks that used their products didn't go out and vote, that, you know, there was something fundamentally wrong with them, like voting was meaningful and important. When I look at the current US presidential candidates, I don't find any of them appealing. Even if Biden entered the race, I don't find Biden, like Biden would probably be, you know, the second to last Democratic candidate that I had any meaningful interest in. But the thing that always concerns me with these kind of elections is how much all the people involved agree. Like, there's a standard set of agreements that all these folks have, which seems to be mandated by their donors or mandated by their social groups or mandated by a variety of factors. And the topic that irks me the most, where there is complete agreement, almost complicity, amongst all the political candidates is associated with the ongoing bombing of Syria. Now, this year I've taken a relatively strange step. What I have done is looked at what I give federally in income tax and looked at minimizing that by donating to a wide variety of charities. And it's a practice that I think I'm going to continue next year and probably for years to come while the US continues to fight these very curious proxy wars, in particular creating the humanitarian disaster that is Syria. What I'm going to do in future short funk recordings is outline two primary examples of the US's creation of an enemy. And I think I'm going to call these short funk podcasts, My Enemy's Enemy is My Future Enemy. Because I used to think that US foreign policy was based on My Enemy's Enemy is My Friend, so let's send them all these guns and money and all this other stuff. But I actually have started to realize that what happens with US foreign policy is associated with creating future enemies. So in funding your enemy's enemy now, there's some strange scenario where this then becomes your future enemy. So you can perpetuate your means of funding, your means of existence, and basically continuing on these bizarre 
and surreal wars against incredibly squirrely, but also incredibly neatly defined enemies that are fundamentally created by US taxpayer dollars, maybe a decade before, maybe even in the case of ISIS, you know, five to 10 years earlier. So I thought this was an important topic to break up into multiple short funk recordings. If this isn't your particular interest, if you're not listening to short funk for any political analysis or this kind of stuff, you know what to do. I might inject a positive, upbeat short funk in between these recordings, but I just wanted to get this audio out. Tom Barbalay in San Jose, signing out.